Welcome to the Sermon Podcast for Grace Episcopal Church on Sunday, February 20th, 2022. I am Rowan Larson, Curate for Formation and Mission at Grace. Today's sermon is from the Gospel text, the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 6, 27 to 38. So, who came here to church this morning thinking, you know what, God? I want a real challenge to my faith today. Anyone? No hands? My friends, if any part of the gospel feels like it should be considered merely aspirational, this is it. This is the gospel equivalent of the healthy but horrible tasting boiled spinach you're told is good for you, if only you can choke it down. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Really, Jesus? I would rather preach on divorce. (laughs) So, to frame how on God's green earth we are supposed to digest this part of Jesus' teachings, I'm going to back us up for a minute. In last week's gospel passage, the beginning of the so-called Sermon on the Plain, Jesus wrapped up his teaching with some memorable woes. Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Today's passage starts with, but I say to you that listen. This isn't one of those those who have ears to hear, listen sort of exhortations that pepper the Gospels. Mm -mm. This is an, uh, if you made it through the last part and you're still here, just get ready for what's next. So if we have not run away to the hills and we're still listening, and I hope we are, we're either the poor, the hungry, or those who weep now, those who were blessed in the Beatitudes last week. Or perhaps we've seen ourselves in the woes and have been woken up to the need to take up the cross, change our own behavior, and change the ways of the world. For his closest followers, and those listeners brave enough to stick around, Jesus teaches here that a completely new economy is at hand. In this economy of grace and mercy, the ones who come out on top will be those who do not judge, those who do not condemn, those who forgive and even love their enemies, and those who give freely without hope of an earthly return on investment. I'm not sure that anyone listening to Jesus on the plane that day thought they would be able to actually do all of this, or even if they could, to keep it up all the time without failing. I'm pretty sure that I can't, and I am a professional Christian. (laughs) It's what you go to seminary for. So we're going to leave how to love our enemies and the like for another day because there's a lot of other love to unpack before we get to the PhD level love of loving one's enemies. By showing up to church today, I know that you all have already committed to living a life of extravagant love. Not the Valentine's Day warm, fuzzy, emotional kind of love that's on the Hallmark cards we've been seeing this week but a truly radical love that's based in action, 
It's based in doing something and making a conscious decision to do it. You've chosen to be here, to be part of the community of grace, to be part of the body of Christ, and to walk the way of love following Jesus's example. We've chosen to be in community and love and care for each other, even when things are hard, perhaps especially when things are hard. Jesus said, if, those, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Honestly, I don't think this teaching is fair. I think in learning to live lives of extravagant love, you gotta start somewhere. I think if we have to start by practicing loving those who love us, even if that's the love equivalent of bowling with the bumpers up. Once we've gotten the entry level down, we can move up to the next step. Loving people we don't like. Not our enemies, people we don't like. This is the kind of love that being in community is all about. It's not as hard as loving our enemies, but it's definitely not easy. I talk about the difference between loving people and liking people with our children and youth quite a bit, because love and like are not the same thing, and I don't think God expects them to be. And for kids who are still trying to figure out their place in the world, this distinction really matters. Honestly, it still matters for us as grown-ups too. God tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves, to love one another just as God has loved us. God does not tell us to like our neighbors or to like one another in gathered community. Church is one of the last places in American society where we voluntarily come together into community and commit to love everyone, even those who we don't like. And it's inevitable that there will be some folks in any community that we just don't jive with. Pretending that we like everyone around us all the time is not honest, and it can actually get in the way of love. It doesn't mean going around telling people, hey, I'm here to love you like God says, but actually, Diane, I don't like you. <laughs> Sorry, you're the first person I saw. <laughs> So most of the time, you know, when we do this right, we're not going around telling people we don't like them. Most of the time, there's no visible difference between loving people who love us and loving people who we don't like. Loving people you don't like can look like hanging in there with one another and continuing to communicate even when we feel hurt and would rather throw something than have another civil interaction. It can look like setting boundaries to keep ourselves and our hearts safe. Loving people you don't like can look like having a direct, respectful conversation instead of gossiping and triangulating or using that cursed tool of Satan, the BCC line on emails. <laughs> if loving people who love you and who you like is the elementary version of love, this is at least college level, and it's not even a 101 course. It's hard, but I think we get a lot out of what we learn by being in community and trying to do this. Jesus promises us that by practicing this upper level love, love between 
you know, somewhere between loving those who love us and loving our enemies, on the other hand, that that love can change the world. Living the Christian life to the best of our ability will bring love into our lives. I remind you again that love isn't fluffy or nice. Love is hard work. The more we can swallow the cactus that is living into these particularly tricky teachings of Jesus, the more love we will be rewarded with. Love is an invitation to change and to be changed in return. As a community, that means in the name of love, sometimes we have to have those hard conversations, even when we don't want to. It means that we need to assume the best of intentions of others in our community, to not let the evil one lure us into the trap of thinking that anyone we don't like or agree with is our enemy, because they're not. One day, when we are all experts at loving people we don't like, then we can try for the PhD in loving our enemies. Amen.